the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time. And before we begin, I want to give a shout out to a wonderful young woman that I just met that's celebrating six years of recovery. Congratulations. Keep on keeping on. And I hope to hear from you soon. Now, in our meetings, we discuss recovery from addiction or fractured lifestyle at great lengths. So what is recovery? The dictionary defines recovery as to restore oneself to a normal state, to regain a normal or usual condition or state, as in health. In regards to our subject matter, addiction, recovery to us is about learning how to live without the use of alcohol, drugs, or any type of sinful addictive behavior. It's being freed from Satan's control and restored to the person God envisioned us to be. So how do we recover? How do we break these chains of enslavement? Start with this. We can't. We don't have the power to defeat Satan. But there's one who does. It's the Holy Spirit. And how does the Holy Spirit come into our lives? By the acceptance of the work of Christ on our behalf. The Apostle Paul teaches that we're all sinners. We all fall short of God's standards. Look. None of us are so good that we don't need God, or so bad that we're beyond the reach of God's loving grace. And in John three sixteen, God inspired John to tell you and me that he loves us so much that he sacrificed his son Jesus to pay the penalties for your sins and my sins. When we ask for forgiveness for our sins, when we accept Christ as our Savior, Jesus lives in us by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We receive the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and God uses the same power to defeat Satan's demonic disease of addiction, and he journeys with us on this road to recovery. Look, this gift of salvation, it's freely given. But as I've said many times, it was expensively purchased. Peter teaches that Jesus never sinned nor deceived anyone. He didn't retaliate when he was regaled. He didn't threaten revenge when he suffered. He personally carried our sins on the cross so that we could be dead to sin, living unto righteousness. The Bible teaches, by his stripes you are healed. Folks, by his wounds, we are healed. The Son of God suffered and received the ultimate punishment for our sins so we wouldn't have to. Look, either we have the Spirit of God living in us or we don't. So let me ask you, are you a follower of Christ? Are you a sinner saved by grace? And if not, I pray you settle that this very day. God is waiting to hear from you. You see, God hears our prayers. And not only does he hear us, but he speaks to us as well. And how does he do that? How does he speak to us? It's through his written word, the Bible. 
from Genesis to Revelation, God teaches, instructs, corrects, and guides us on this journey through life. In 2 Timothy 3.16, God inspired the Apostle Paul to pen that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. The Bible teaches what is true and is the ultimate guide to help us realize what's wrong in our lives. It's a measuring tool to help us reevaluate our lives, teaching us how to relate to God and the people in our lives. And it promises God's powerful help when we turn to him with this repentant and humble heart. And it reveals God's program for a healthy lifestyle. You see, interwoven all throughout Scripture are spiritual principles that promise healing and restoration from our sinful, addictive existence. And they're known as the 12 steps to recovery. And if applied to our lives, they'll transform us from the darkness of this addiction into the light of the world, Jesus Christ. And he gifts us with salvation, recovery, healing, and freedom. Amen. Today, we're going to continue our journey by introducing the 10th step of recovery, that we continue to take a personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Last week, we learned that those of us that have incorporated the first nine steps in our lives have come a long way on this journey of restoration. Realizing that we can't heal ourselves, asking God to intervene, doing an inventory of the good, bad, and ugly facets of our lives, making amends, seek forgiveness, and forgiving others have enabled us to change some of these destructive behaviors, and we've cleared away the wreckage of our past. And we'll be revisiting these nine principles again and again, but our journey doesn't end there. We haven't arrived. In 1 Corinthians ten twelve, Paul warns us, if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Look, we've worked on our past. Now, in this 10th step, we continue this spiritual journey by creating an awareness of what's going on in our lives today. Every day, life presents us with challenges. There's no doubt that emotions of fear, resentments, anger, low self-esteem, isolation, self-pity, they'll crop up. And reverting back to our old behaviors to deal with these minefields threaten our recovery and may lead to a relapse. Our recovery depends on our willingness to meet these challenges. And that's where this 10th principle comes into play. This principle prevents us from wrecking our todays, and it helps us correct our living problems and prevent the reoccurrence. We accomplish this by examining our actions each and every day, admitting our faults before things get worse. Through our entire life, we continue to monitor our feelings and emotions, and we do that by looking within and we're able to avoid negative behaviors by repenting and asking for forgiveness. This step can be a defense mechanism against our insanity. And as the inner chaos that we live with for so long subsides, we begin to experience long periods of serenity. 
Now, speaking of old behaviors, too many of us feel that we're healed after incorporating the first nine steps to our lives. We revert back to our old bravado. We think we have all the answers. We see no need to continue with the remainder of the 12 steps. We quit attending meetings. We quit being honest, open-minded, and willing. We start to cover up our wrongs instead of admitting them. And before you know it, our past seeps into our present, and we're setting ourselves up for a fall. Now, a prime example of the consequences for abandoning God's program is told in the downfall of a man named Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, God anointed Saul as the king of Israel. He had such great potential. He had leadership skills. But during his reign, he allowed his fearfulness, disobedience, and self-sufficiency to come between him and God's plan for his life. He made some terrible decisions when he disregarded God's authority. He would never admit his wrongs, and he continued in his denial and disobedience. So in 1 Samuel chapter 15, it's recorded that Saul felt so miserably that God rejected him as king and replaced him with King David. In Acts 13, recounting the history of Israel, the apostle penned, the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, who reigned for 40 years. But God replaced him with David, a man whom God said, I have found David, a man after my own heart, and he will do everything I want him to do. Now, we might assume that David was perfect in all his ways. On the contrary, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, we learn that David committed many horrible sins, including adultery and a murder. But we also learn the difference between David and Saul. David admitted his sins. He confessed and asked for forgiveness, much like we do in this personal inventory. David worked God's program. And as for Saul, in 1 Samuel 31, we learn this, Saul committed suicide. What a tragic ending of a man who thought he was mightier than God. His pride, self-serving, and denial was the downfall of this man. I have to say this. Recovery from addiction is spiritual warfare, and by not following God's battle plans, these 12 principles, too many of us are committing suicide on a payment plan. We slowly lose our minds. We become insane. We fracture our emotions. We revolt against the Holy Spirit guidance, and we're crushing our spirit. And sooner or later, we die physically. I'll tell you this, Saul's tragic end should give us a strong desire to embrace God's program for recovery. Hear me now. Applying this 10th step to our lives relieves us of the burden of trying to win this life-or-death battle on our own. You see, our inventory flushes out Satan's weapons that he enslaves us with, that he attacks us with. And when we reveal our pride, selfishness, fear, resentments, when we admit our wrongs and make amends, we quicken the Holy Spirit. He comes to the front lines. He's our reinforcement to help us win life's hard battles, and he frees us from Satan's bondage. Let me end with this. These steps are in order for a reason. 
And I'm sure some of you listening aren't ready for step 10. In fact, some of you are just joining us on in this 12-step community. You may be thinking this battle of addiction is endless and it's too hard. You may be wondering if you'll ever find peace in your life. I know how you feel. I felt that way. But I meet with you today with over 27 years of recovery and healing. And I promise you, if you commit to knowing God's will through prayer, applying these steps to your life, attend recovery meetings, and study the Word of God, you will recover. Paul teaches, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. My friend, with God, nothing is impossible. Next week, we're going to introduce the 11th step of recovery. We're going to get closer to God. Reference Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Amen.